Hello and welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Ben Malcolmson, who is an author, speaker, mentor, figure, and special assistant to head coach Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks. So stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and thank you so much for checking us out. If this is your first time, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Ben Malcolmson. If you are a longtime listener, if, if you've even tuned in one or two other times, thanks for your continued support. I hope that this voice provides a great perspective into your faith walk and you can see others living out their faith in unique but also beautiful ways. In today's conversation, Ben discusses his latest book, Walk On, from Wee Dropout to the NFL Sidelines, my unlikely story of football, purpose, and following an amazing God. Truly a wonderful book, and as the title suggests, definitely an unlikely story. Ben details the story of walking on from a, onto a football powerhouse, University of Southern California, USC, to then competing in the 2006 Rose Bowl Championship in that same year, the one year he played college football. Uh, very much a crazy story of walking out on faith and embracing his unique purpose in that season. Um, through through reflection and writing this book, um, he, he's been able to understand this greater purpose uh, and what this season actually means and what these seasons can mean in your life um, where you're not quite sure why you're there, but you know that you're supposed to be there. Uh, ben digs into some different parts of the purpose puzzle uh, and how that aligns to his faith in Christ. He shares what it means to have an identity of Christ. I think a lot of times we, we, we understand that having an identity of Christ is important, but we might not understand what it means for us uh, and what it means in just in general. Um, but through scripture and then breaking down into diff- different distinct characteristics, uh, he's been able to, to elaborate on his identity. So tune in and hear more about Ben's journey uh, and hope for everyone to find and live on purpose, uh, really what the book is all about. Um, Sure, it shares his story, but the greater hope is for you all to find some inspiration, find some hope, and live out on what you're called to do. So without further ado, let's turn on over to the conversation with Ben Malcolmson. Ben, thanks so much for joining me today. Tyler, it's great to be with you, and I'm excited to be on the podcast. For sure, excited to dig in. Um, and I was looking at a bit more into your into your background and uh, some maybe off the some some stats that are off off of your your main bio. But I know that you were quite the runner in high school, and wanted to know if you uh, if you you know if, if there's any conditioning practices with the Seahawks, or if, if there's any times where you where you hop in and kind of show show everyone who's boss, kind of based on your based on your high school <laughs> no. high school stats. My, my glory days are definitely over. <laughs> Um, well, that, no, that's incredible. But, but, but I know that, you know, you had quite the run, um, at USC and this is, uh, something that has ultimately led to, to the development and further progress of your book, um, which was kind of an unlikely story as well. Um, so I want to hear, you know, again, congratulations on your, your latest book, uh, walk on from peewee dropout to the NFL sidelines, my unlikely story of football purpose and and following an amazing God. Um, And I just want to hear a a bit more, kind of an introduction into this book, 
uh, and what it's all about. Yeah, so it's been a, an incredible journey. It just came out a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's really fresh and really exciting. And uh, hearing the response to it's been incredible, um, just really special to see just the people that it's getting out to and um, the ways that it's touching people. And just like the title, I mean, it speaks mm-hmm. to a lot of, of purpose, that we're all on this journey of purpose together and trying to figure out what, what on earth are we here for and uh, and what does God have, have for us here on this earth. And, and my story in this book um, kind of captures that because... I think for a lot of us, the, the, the journeys that we're on, the, the purpose that we're, that we're seeking, it most often does not go according to our plans, that God has different plans for us, and, and a lot of times they're, they're far greater and far bigger than we could ever imagine. And so my story, um, which the book details, but um, just kind of a quick run through, mm-hmm. I was a, a student newspaper reporter at USC and covering the football team at USC, University of Southern California, and they were the number one team in the country at the time. And, um, I figured what, what better way to, to kind of get on the inside than to go through walk-on tryouts and kind of mm-hmm. as a joke because I hadn't played football since fifth grade and I was a skinny little newspaper reporter and this was the number one team in the country so I figured go through the tryout and uh, write a story kind of on the inside of what a tryout is like for the team a walk-on tryout and went through the tryout got incredible content for my story and started writing the story and then two days later I got a phone call saying I made the team and this was the most shocking phone call I could have ever imagined because uh, I was not trying to make the team. I was just trying to write an article, and I hadn't played football since fifth grade. I was a journalism student, and again, this was the top-ranked football team in the country. Mm-hmm. So everything mm-hmm. was stacked against me, but for some reason, I was put on that team. And, and that began just an amazing journey and an incredible story, um, just of underdog and uh, trying to find my purpose and overcome an injury and, and a lot of heartache and a lot of uh, challenges throughout mm-hmm. the way for that one season I was on the team. And it culminated in, in me trying to find my God-given purpose and being on that team. I knew that God had me there for a reason that was far greater than just playing football. And I was pressing into that. And everything that I was trying to do to have an impact on the team for God felt like it was failing. Everything I was doing just didn't see any results and I think we can all relate to that we, we feel like we're not seeing much fruit to our labor a lot of times and I was right in the thick of that and uh, it took me four years later um, to finally see what God had me there for and uh, I overcame I went through the the death of a teammate and uh, find out four years later what God was up to the whole time that he was using um, me on that team to, to ultimately bring um that teammate that ended up passing away um just bring him closer to god and right before he passed away and it was incredible it's an incredible story and i wish we could go into it but uh hopefully it gives it gives you a a little teaser so that you can pick up the book uh and learn more just about god's faithfulness and the purpose that he has for each of us wow awesome um so so it sounds like it really did start again from you uh, just trying to be in the in the lens or in the perspective of of an athlete at USC at the time, where it was really a USC USC football was a hot team to follow and to watch as they were obviously be doing quite well. And I, I wanted to know: is there anything during? And maybe you elaborate more in the book about this, but just during this tryout process that. Uh, that really there was a moment like, well, you know, what? I actually might make the team or this, you know, and kind of how that started to progress and develop when it was again, as you mentioned, you know, it's a very unlikely story and you're still kind of shocked about it today. But really, when was there moments when you're like, this is kind of this is real, like I actually have a shot of making this team? 
No, there were zero moments like that, believe it or not. I mean, this was it's funny. This was the best team in the country, and I mean, Coach Pete Carroll's out there, and all the assistant coaches are out there. I'm on the hallowed grounds of USC football, and I mean, just with the the history and tradition, they've just come off of the USC Texas game that they lost in the last few seconds, and that was going to be their third straight national championship. So it's just they were right in the peak, and. Mm. Uh, I was my sole intention in being there was to write this story to kind of get an inside look, and it never once crossed my mind that it was a possibility that I could make the team because just everything just it, it didn't make sense. There's no way I could have made the team. I hadn't played football, you know. It'd been since one year of Pee Wee football in, in fifth grade, so there was just never even a thought. There were 42 guys there. 41 of them were trying their hearts out and just trying so hard to, to make the team. And I was the only one there not trying to make the team. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, no, that, that's 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 really funny. And um, and and again, uh, you, you mentioned that it, it took you four years later until you figured out your purpose or, or the reason why you were there. Um, was it? Want to? Don't want to dig too deep into this, but it, it sounds like again, I think your character spoke volume, even if maybe you weren't. You know, you weren't the. the the star player running, you know, running the plays, uh, or, you know, getting, getting first down after first down. But what, you know, in terms of character wise, how, what have you been able to see of like how you're able to be purposeful in something that you do and kind of the process of, of being in a place and and being purposeful while at the same time, I think, especially as this transitions to people, to people of Christian faith, sometimes you can be maybe a little bit anxious or worried if you're if you're stepping in too much uh, in with your with your faith especially at this type of environment where it can it can feel like at times there you're, you're you could be the only one or there could only be a few of you that are that are in the faith yeah that's a great question and I think it's something that we're all still trying to figure out I, mm. I definitely don't have it figured out and I think we're all on that journey together of I mean what is the right balance and, mm. and how do you how do you go about it? Because I mean, we're all in different jobs and different schools, um, around different people, just the neighborhoods we live in. I mean, whatever it is, it's how do you how do you feel that out? How, how do you how do you combine your faith with what God has placed before you? And I think we're going to be figuring that out the rest of our lives. And that's that's the exciting thing, just the journey that we're on and the adventure that that is. And, and really, it forces us to rely on God and and just to admit our need for Him in every step that we take and um, everything that we're involved in. And, and the cool thing is, is it's not a formula. There's not like a, a one size fits all where it's like, okay, here's, mm. here's the best way to do it. You know, here's the best way to, to be a light in a dark place. Mm. It's just, it doesn't, it, there is no formula. The only, the only thing that we can do is, is just continue to rely on Jesus and mm. continue to walk with him day after day. And, and he opens up the right doors and he gives you the right opportunities in the right time and the crazy thing is is those right opportunities and those right doors a lot of times don't feel like the right opportunities the right doors when you're going through them you know it's just like man if this was really right then wouldn't it be clear as day would there be this bright shining light on my path but a lot of times it takes that faith to just take that next step and it's it's hard sometimes because you don't see the results Mm. but just knowing that god is faithful and that he is with you and, and that's the most important thing well, no, I, I, I definitely, I really like that word, and I agree. I think there's sometimes when we want it to to click, or we have this, there, there should be an aha moment or a 
yes, this is, I can see, you know, this, the seeds being, you know, being, you know, fertilized here or like whatever, just seeing growth in, in a certain area. But again, it, I think it speaks to this bigger concept of you have to be in the weeds, but then you also have to step back, get away and see things, or at least, you know, hope to, to find understanding and kind of that, the bigger God perspective too, and kind of get away from something to ultimately come back to it as well and to recover back to something. So I want to know kind of based on that concept, right? Readers that are people that are reading this book will get into the life of, you know, of, of, of what you experience, but I want to know what can, what can readers take away or how can, how can this relate to their life? You know, once they do finish this book, how can we, how can we move on? Yeah, that's a great question. And my hope in writing the book was that people would be encouraged to to seek after their purpose. I think it's real easy to kind of just coast and go through the motions day after day and mm. just kind of get through the day, get your paycheck, pay rent, um, just keep chugging along through life. But when we seek after our purpose that God has set us aside for and, and really set us apart for, um, it's it takes on a whole new meaning to life, and, and it's really special. And there's just this depth and this meaning to life that um, can't be found anywhere else. You can't be found in the job that you have and the amount of money you make, whatever it is. I mean, it's just there's only one thing, and that's the purpose that he has for us. And um, that was my hope in writing the book is that it would encourage us all, whether wherever we're at in our, our faith journey, to just continue to seek God for the purpose that he has for us. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a verse uh, that took on a huge meaning in my life in this process. It's Habakkuk 1.5. It says, Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I'm doing something in your days that you would not believe, even Mm -hmm. if you were told. And just to know that God has that desire for all of us, that he wants to do things in our days that we would not believe, even if we were told. And uh, that that verse carried me through all the hard times, all the good times, everything in between. And, um, it's just, it continues to carry me on in life now Mm. just to know and to trust that God is desiring to do things in our days that we wouldn't believe even if we were told. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, there's, there's sometimes that, that, no, definitely. I think there's, there's verses that, that can stick with you for maybe for a day. And there's other ones that can stick with you for seasons too. And, uh, there's definitely power in, in, in those, um, and, and kind of on, on this theme too of how your faith is intertwined to your purpose um, is is quite interesting and fascinating. And I wanted to to go back into into your into your childhood or into your really your faith story of kind of what your what your childhood was like, and then how you how your faith kind of evolved and uh, and you were able to find your purpose not only you know in this in this in the season of you know at USC, but kind of how your, how your purpose is unfolding at large. Yeah, I grew up, uh, going to church. I, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, kind of the Bible belt. And, uh, I mean, everyone went to church. It was just part of culture. It was part of society. And, um, I grew up going to church and I treated church kind of like school where it was, you yeah. learned a lot mm-hmm. about God and you learned to figure out all the answers in Sunday school and, and all that. And um, I knew a lot about God, and I knew a lot about the Bible, but I didn't know God personally at all. And it wasn't until um, I got to college when you know a lot of us that, that get to college, you kind of reach a mm-hmm. fork in the road. What kind of life do you want to live? And um, I was so fortunate to be surrounded by a bunch of 
people that were following Jesus and mm-hmm. I was placed in a Christian fraternity and God just kind of put my path uh, along theirs and I joined the Christian fraternity at, at USC and I was around guys that had surrendered surrendered their life to Jesus and it it changed my life because it, it, I made, made, it made me realize that that's the life I want. That's the abundant life that, that Jesus is offering. That's what I want. And so that's when I really got to know God and really started a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And my life has never been the same since. And so I grew up knowing all the answers, but I didn't know God personally. Mm-hmm. And um, there's nothing better than knowing God. Um, I mean, just it, it's incredible. And my life continues to, to grow and to get better and better. And deeper and richer and, and fuller as I continue to just grow in that relationship. Wonderful. So as you, uh, as you have continued to grow, as you saw your faith really take on a new level in college, when you're in an environment where you can't necessarily lean on the previous, the previous faith that you might've had in high school, uh, as it was obviously a lot more structured and, for some, it might have been more of an academic study, kind of as you had mentioned yourself, um, and I know it was for me. Um, what, as you have aligned uh, Jesus as part of your purpose, kind of what are the different elements or, or kind of pieces that you see that play into the this purpose puzzle, I'll, I'll call it? Yeah, that's great. I love that question. Um, I I just continue to consume, continually get reminded that that our purpose is always tied into people Mm. and that our purpose isn't to go like make a lot of money or go create some business or anything like that, which that that might be kind of the side effects of it. Mm. But the, our purpose is tied in with people because God has such a deep love for his people and he's called us here to earth to, to join him on this rescue mission and to help bring people to him. And, uh, I just I need to be reminded of that every day because I can get so caught up in the next task or the next duty or whatever it may be, the next to do. And God just continually reminds me, no, your your purpose is, is your people, is the people that are around you. And um and what the book talks a lot about, um in, in several parts is that, that our purpose is our presence and, and where we're, where we where we can be present is most often our purpose and um it's real easy to to get distracted and to not be present in the world today i mean with our phones and with all our stuff that we got going on at work and outside mm-hmm. of work and whatever it may be it's so easy to, to not be present but the more we can be present and just be here and just be aware of what's going on i think that draws us into the people around us and and god just continually does amazing things through us mm-hmm. and in us um, because he's called us co-laborers. He's called us co-workers in this with him. And uh, it's really special. It's really powerful. Wow. So there's a, there's, you mentioned uh, from the get-go having a relationship with Christ was something that um, in seeing the kind of personified version of that or, or being able to, to see that in people. Um, and there's obviously there's certain relationships that you're going to have or spend more time with. And I know one of them for you is with obviously with Pete Carroll dating back to USC and, uh, and now with the Seahawks. So I, I wanted um, to hear a bit more about your relationship uh, with him and, and what has made this so special as well, kind of as a, as a mentor. Yeah, it's been so cool. I mean, I, I played on the team in 2006. That was that one year I was the walk on 
and then I started working for him right after in 2007. And here we are, 2018. So it's this is our 12th season working together, oh, wow. and um, it's been incredible. I worked three years there at USC with him, and then he took the job with the Seahawks in 2010. This is our ninth season uh, in Seattle already, which is unbelievable in the NFL to to be in one place that long it's kind of rare Mm -hmm. um he's become an incredible friend incredible mentor figure um just has had a huge impact on my life because of who he is and his character like you mentioned the character plays such a huge role in our lives and um the person that he is the leader that he is um it's been so cool and and our, our relationship kind of started obviously um being a, a sports reporter for the school newspaper I, was interviewing him and we he he might have known my name if that you know during those times and then i make the team and then he he probably knows my name at that point i'm one of 100 guys and then from there i i just we developed uh just kind of a friendship and, and just a mutual respect for each other and um he offered me a job to run the media stuff there for him for the football team and online and all that and uh from there that was kind of right place at the right time i mean twitter started to take off and facebook and social media in general and um he just developed such a fascination with it and moved my desk to be right outside his office so that we could interact multiple times a day and just be on this journey together of of whatever this new media was and it was so fun and and through that just developed an incredible relationship and incredible trust and um i just i learned how to serve him better and and operate with him and and help him more and more and then uh, moving to seattle um eight years ago now um just that role kind of transitioned to to be his assistant and kind of his right hand and um it's just it's been really cool because I'm, i'm with him through through the ups and the downs and um we get to just go through um, everything from football games to stuff off the football field to charity stuff and speaking engagements and, and everything he's got going on off the field too. So um, it's it's been an amazing amazing journey and, and just like you mentioned, it's it's about relationship and and we all have relationships around us um, that God has really called us to and um, whether they're people at work or, or friendships outside of work or family members, whatever it may be. And, um, there's just something really meaningful and really special about those relationships that, that we have on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, for, for those out there that might be interested in, in having a mentor or, you know, having somebody that they can look up to and, uh, kind of, you know, aspire to, to be like in certain areas, which I think is becoming more and more popular. And I think it's needed and necessary because a lot of the people that we have previously looked to follow uh, might not be the ones that are that are best for you know for who's who who God has called us to be and the purpose that He's planned for us. So, as we think about entering into purpose and being purposeful, um, kind of what 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 would you recommend or advise for people that? Um, that that are looking for a mentor in their life and, and what type of things uh, are important for that relationship and what type of questions should you be asking uh, to your mentor as well yeah wow that's awesome um i think just starting with with having the desires is the first step because mm-hmm. i can look back to so many times in my life where I, I didn't have a desire for a mentor because honestly because of pride you know you mm-hmm. think you have all the answers you think you know it all and 
you think you're good. And uh, I can look back and see so many seasons of my life where I was like, oh, I'm good. I don't need a mentor. And that's just, that's pride speaking. And, and that's mm-hmm. so unhealthy and, and so hurtful in the long run for me and my growth. And so I think just having the desire for a mentor is the first step and just acknowledging that I don't have all the answers that I need. I need help and I need mm-hmm. people around me. Um, and I need God's voice through those people to really shape me and point me in the right direction. And, and so having that desire and then and expressing it too, because I think, I mean, I'm sure you've felt this too, Tyler, like when someone comes to you and says, Hey, can you like, can you help me with something? Or can you, can you meet with me or whatever it is that, that the feeling that, that you get when someone approaches you like, mm-hmm. Oh man, like, can you mentor me? Yeah. There's no greater feeling in the world because mm-hmm. you, you see that, Oh wow. Like God has given that person a purpose too. And it's just mm-hmm. so cool. And so it's for me, like sometimes I can be like, Oh, I don't, that person's probably too busy or, or, you know, like that person doesn't have time for me or, or whatever it is. You think of a million excuses, but that's the biggest honor in the world when, when you can approach someone and just say, Hey, can you help me in this? Or can you meet with me once a month? Or can you just get on the phone once a month or whatever it may be um, just to help? You know, Cause I think we're all wired to, to want to help people and want to mentor people really. And uh, it's, it's really, really cool. And it's such an amazing aspect of life. And so there, there is no good excuse to avoid mentorship. You know, there's, Oh, there's not enough time. Well, make time, you know, it's, it's so needed and it's, it adds such a incredible layer to life, um, that you can't get otherwise. Mm. For sure. Um, and, and again, uh, you mentioned, um, when someone comes up to you, it, it, it gets you excited, not only because for me, when I think about it, it's not only because God has given a purpose in you in helping that other person, but what you mentioned was actually quite interesting. You said, because God has given that other person a purpose, um, and I think that's interesting because I think the natural inclination maybe for myself would be, oh, you know, I've been put in a position where I can now help others. Um, but actually, it's not the you're not the recipient of that or, or maybe not the, the primary recipient, but it's the, the other person. And I think uh, obviously God and, and the connection through Christ has an important uh, that has a has a, a link that that is obviously much is, is incredibly strong. Um, and, and you speak a, a bit more about this identity in Christ, uh, and what that looks like for, and what that means for you. Um, I know in some of the work that you've, that you've done, can you, can you share a bit more about, um, what it means to have a, an identity of, in Christ and maybe a, a few key components or principles that are important for you? Yeah. I, a couple years ago, I, I just kept hearing identity in Jesus, identity in Christ, and it's like, no matter what's happening, your identity is in Jesus. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then like something else bad would happen. Oh, but my identity's in Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. or something good's happening. And I'm like, oh, but my identity's in Jesus. It's not in this. And I just kept hearing that and kept saying that to myself. But then I finally got to the point of what does that actually mean? You know, like, yeah, what is, yeah. what is it? Like, it's, it's a cool little phrase and everything, but behind it, it really didn't mean much to me. I just kept like slapping another layer of paint on it. Yeah. But I wasn't actually getting to the root of what does that actually mean? And so I sat down one day and I was like, God, what, what does that mean? You know, what, what is my identity? And when I'm, when I'm in Christ, what is my identity? And I just started writing down verses that came to me and, and thumbing through the Bible and just going through places that really stood out to me and ended up coming up with this, 
this list of 23 characteristics of what it is our identity in Jesus looks like. And um, it came together just through the, through his word, through the scripture. And it, it changed my life. And that was about five or six years ago. And um, it's mm-hmm. become my lock screen on my phone. And uh, I've got it posted on my desk uh, at home. But when we stand on our true identity and what, what God has called us to, what Jesus has has given us as our identity, um, life becomes, you become so unshakable in life because your identity does not get shaken by outside circumstances or the winds or the losses or whatever it may be. Um, but your identity, your, your rock solid foundation is, is what God has called you to. And that's being free. That's being a child of God. That's being delighted in that's being a co-laborer, that's being an aroma of Christ, that's being made whole in Christ, it's being an ambassador, uh, it's being free. I mean, all, this list goes on and on, and, and the, the document's on my website, benmalcolmson.com, if you want to go check it out, or just Google search Identity in Jesus, and it'll come up. And um, it's, it's changed my life forever, and uh, I know that um, it's changed a lot of other people's lives, too, because when we really it, it's just so clear when we set our foundation on the rock on mm-hmm. his truth um, life looks so different and it just feels right because that's how we're created we're created to have our identity in him um, so I don't I don't know if that resonates with you Tyler but uh, yeah it's it's changed my life yeah no I, I, I do think that resonates and um, again you mentioned like what does that mean and i think that's incredibly important too because i think sometimes we can just get involved and just kind of agreeance or yeah yeah you know i agree i yeah i think i do i do have a identity in christ yeah absolutely you know i was made in his image and his likeness but then we don't really i think it's important for us to figure out what that means um and do some you know call it self-investigation or introspection and just kind of immersion into life and into the word and into people and that into some things that end up that becoming our cornerstones. Um, and whether that's, uh, related to, to purpose, you know, our identity and, and that we're made on purpose for purpose or that we, um, are made to, to, you know, to lay our lives, lives down for one another, which I think is an important part of my identity. Um, or, uh, really focusing on, 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 again, staying grounded because a lot of the, the, the things of this world, uh, you know, there's this the verse, I, and I don't even know where it is, but, you know, I, and I, I don't normally like to do this, but um, quote scripture without, uh, without having a source to where it is, but that I will um, gain the whole world but lose my soul. And I think that's incredibly important too, uh, thinking about our identity. And again, Going back to what you were saying, is sure I think these thi- the, the the you know riches or the success we might have might come as a side effect, um, but we we have to continuously keep ourselves in check of where that focus and intention will be, uh, because I, I I do think that will come from time to time, um, but if we put that at, at the focus, it's 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 never it's not it never reaps any good fruit or any good answers. Um, and you know, someone, somebody once told me, you know, do what you love and you're fine and you, you'll find out what you're supposed to do. And I think, um, I think that's important, but I think we have to have an understanding of, of, of where, where we should put our love as well. Uh, and where that will ultimately lead us to. Um, but 
I think that's I think that's I think it's really important. I think we should we should all do this type of maybe an exercise or kind of write down what are you know who we are in Christ and what are some important things for us, and then it's just start and start to see if we're actually living them, seeing how we're doing and 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 applying these on a day to day or you know how we're kind of manifesting these in the, in the world. That's so good. Yeah, I think the the work that we can do just. Mm-hmm. We can't earn our way to this identity. We can't earn our way to to relationship with Jesus. Yeah. It's all Him, and so it's really just okay. God, I receive from you. Like, what what is this identity that you give me? And uh, I think the work that we do is just really laying ourselves open before Him, just open handed and and a blank piece of paper, and just say, God, speak to me. You mm-hmm. know, and, and just that that receiving posture, like a child, is is when we really see ourselves being really filled up. It's it's so it's so uh, it's so tough in the sport world, all right. Maybe I'm a little biased because I played sports growing up as well. But there's this uh, there's this as you get higher and higher into your level, right? It's it's more and more on a number on success on the the results that you produce, um, and it can be challenging to to switch that mindset when we think about our faith as not having to earn, right? We can almost use that mindset of like, I need to keep working and like keep doing and, you know, keep, I need to keep winning when we, or I guess sometimes we can come from that mindset and bring that, bring a mindset of, I need to win. I need to do, I need to, you know, score a lot of points or I need to score a lot of goals or whatever and transfer that to knowing that we don't have to earn our way into, into the, you know, into the kingdom that grace is, grace comes, you know, it's a free gift. So it's, and I think that can be really interesting in the sport world. And maybe, you know, I, I wanted to kind of hear a bit more. Have you, has that, has there been things that been going on with the, with the Seahawks or just in your experience of, uh, of these challenges of people feeling like they have to maybe earn their way into, into faith or they have to, you know, do more or be a, you know, have this completely, robust developed you know christian faith life whatever that means to 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 be like a a true christian i don't know if this is resonating with you yeah totally it's um it's so hard because sports is often so binary you know it's like win or loss you know and it's like okay did you win yesterday did you lose yesterday and it's just it's it's really hard because that's not what our faith journey is like. We don't have wins and losses. It's a lot of stuff in the gray area where it's like, did you love someone? And it's, it's hard to, to make that a, a one or a zero sometimes, you yeah, know, and yeah. did I, did I follow Jesus today? Um, you can't just make that a one or a zero. Yeah. It's like every second of every day. That's true. Um, and so it's really hard because in the sports, especially based on stats and, um, especially with fantasy sports, you know, it's like, oh, well, this guy's really good for my fantasy team. But um, it's just, I don't think God's up there sitting there like counting stats on us. You know, <laughs> I think yeah, he's just yeah. wanting relationship with us. And uh, God doesn't have a fantasy team. You know, he, I think we're all on his team. And um, and I think that's just, it's really hard because it's it, it's just so natural to slip into that that mentality of did I win or lose, you know, is it, it's very just one or zero. Um, whereas I think God's, God's a little different than that. He operates, um, a little different than that, at least from my perspective and, and my experience just with walking with him. And, um, 
I think another thing too is that I think we often in sports, it's like, well, if I win X number of games or if I win the championship for my my conference or my league or, or win the Super Bowl or whatever it is, okay, then I'll be I'll be content, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be happy. Like that's that'll be satisfying. But then you get there and you realize, man, that's that wasn't it. That didn't mm-hmm. satisfy. Okay, if we win, if we win this week, if we win against our big rival this week, that'll 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 really satisfy. But then you, you do it, and it's like, man, that that didn't that didn't mm-hmm. satisfy like I thought it was gonna be satisfying. So we we dealt with that when we won the Super Bowl a few years ago, and I, th- I thought I always thought, okay, I I, I know the Super Bowl is not gonna satisfy. I know that only Jesus satisfies, and uh, but it'd still be really cool to win the Super Bowl. That was my perspective, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and. We, we were fortunate enough to win mm. a couple of years ago and it was a really empty feeling after because it not only didn't satisfy but it, it didn't even come close to, to feeling as good as I thought it was going to feel and uh, I think a lot of people realize that um, that were both followers of Jesus and not that that this worldly success that is always kind of dangling out there like a little carrot it never satisfies. But for some reason we get tricked into thinking, okay, well, if I get the next raise or if I get the next promotion or if I get that car, whatever it may be, okay, then I'll be satisfied. But God's, God's the only one who satisfies a relationship with Jesus is the only thing that satisfies us here on this earth. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the, the incentives, you know, if you are monetary or, uh, or, you know, contract extension or whatever that might be are, are based on that success too. So especially in a game where, you know, it's, this is your career, this is your life. It's not something that's on, it's not something that's, uh, that's just a hobby of yours. Um, I'm sure it can be challenging, but being able to come back that, and I think, and again, just being able to recognize that this is not the, this is not the buy all end all. I think puts us on the right track of figuring out or figuring out meaning in life, figuring out purpose in life. And some might argue that that's not enough, but I I think, I think getting on the right track and and that initial spark of understanding this is, Hey, you know, even if we win this next year, it's, I'm I'm probably going to have a similar feeling. Um, and yes, this is important, but it's not the, not the focus. Uh, I think we can kind of get gears turning in the right way. And again, the side effects will follow, but Amen. That's uh, so true. You're right on it. Um, but I, I just kind of want last kind of few thoughts here and then uh, can hop off. I wanted to know, uh, love this question. Um, what, what advice do you have for your younger self? Oh man, that's such a good question. Um, wow. I could, I could go on for hours about things I would tell my younger self. <laughs> I just, uh, I think it, it goes back to, to not taking life too seriously. That, we can get so caught up in, in whatever is in front of us. And it's like, don't, don't let whatever's happening just drag you down. Don't let it, it really distract you from your ultimate purpose and really your ultimate reason for, for being on this earth and just kind of laugh things off, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I don't need to take everything so seriously Mm -hmm. because for a lot of my life, it was like the biggest deal in the world, whatever I was working on, it was like the be all end all. And so, I'm just, I've been learning that more and more. And, uh, I just wish I could go back and tell my 17, 18 year old self, like mm-hmm. chill out a little bit, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, there's only one thing that matters here on this earth. So, um, 
Yeah, I think that would that would be something just off the top of my head right now that I'd love to tell myself back when I was a kid. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and then uh, one thing that you that we didn't cover that uh, you'd like to share, you know, and or uh, maybe a piece of advice for piece of advice or encouragement for uh, for folks listening. Yeah, I think it, it just goes back to um, that verse that I shared. Just look mm. at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for God is doing something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. And God really wants to write an amazing story through each of our lives that we've got this, this book of our life and uh, there's a lot of empty pages coming up in front of us, mm-hmm. a lot of chapters yet to be written. And so it's it's a matter of who do you want the author to be? Do you want it to be you or do you want to hand that pen over to God and let him write the story of your life? Because when he does, it's truly amazing. And he really does things in our days that amaze us and that, that are far greater than we could ever ask or imagine. Wonderful. Uh, and then just to wrap up, I would, would love to, um, to, to, to know where people can find you, uh, find you or find, find your book as well. Yeah, the book Walk On is uh, available wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Um, it's all available on the website, benmalcolmson.com, and uh, social media and all that is just Ben Malcolmson. So I'd love to connect with you and uh, hope you, hopefully you get a chance to check out the book and uh, be encouraged by it. Awesome. Uh, well, Ben, uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you and having you on the Guys Like Us podcast, and, uh, and I wish you the... Uh, Best of uh, best of luck and and, and, and grace and faith uh, in the this week and uh, in the future as well. Thanks so much, Tyler. Great to be with you and blessings to everyone listening right now. And uh, keep up the great work.